Every Sunday this fall, we are going to be in a series on what we're calling discipleship, our everyday yes to God. And so um, we're, going to be, we're going to be looking at this theme of discipleship throughout the fall. And how we're going to do that is by focusing in on eating stories, primarily in the Gospels, but throughout the Scriptures, um, to just kind of look at the different ways eating happens throughout the, the scriptures, and what we might glean from those stories in terms of what discipleship is all about, what discipleship entails. So I'm really, really excited about, uh, about this series and about exploring these stories. And we're hoping also to utilize this time to kind of just remind most of us, introduce some of us to some of the things we do around Mountainside in terms of supporting one another in our everyday yes to God, and so we'll, we'll we'll try to touch on some of those things um, as a part of our time together. Um, what I what I want to start with is I want you to turn into groups of two or three, and you know, you can't you can't share a long long story though it might be tempting, but before you do that, think about yourself. Think about the most life giving table you've shared this week. What was the most life giving meal? or table that you shared this week. And it could be life-giving because it was simple and fun. It could be life-giving because you shared it with no one. Um, it could be life-giving because you had a deep and meaningful conversation. Whatever, it was a wonderful meal. Whatever it is, just share with each other the meal, who was there, um, and just kind of groups of maybe threes because we don't have much time for bigger groups than that. All right, go for it. The whole crowd gathered around him near the water, near the chaos, near the places where peace people miss the mark, um, and Jesus begins to teach them. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to read this as best I can, and I want you to pay attention to the characters in the story, all right? What characters jump out to you as we read this discipleship story um, from, from G of Jesus? Jesus went out beside the lake again, the whole crowd came to him, and he began to teach them. As he continued along, he saw Levi, Alphaeus' son, sitting at a kiosk for collecting taxes. Jesus said to him, follow me. Levi got up and followed him. Jesus sat down to eat at Levi's house. Many tax collectors and sinners were eating with Jesus and his disciples. Indeed, many of them had become his followers. When some of the legal experts from among the Pharisees saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, Why is he eating with sinners and tax collectors? When Jesus heard it, he said to them, Healthy people don't need a doctor, but sick people do. I didn't come to call righteous people but sinners. Turn to one another. What, what characters caught your attention in, uh, as you read through that story? Real quick, go for it. All right, what caught our attention about the, the people, the characters in this story? Anything? Anything somebody else said that caught your attention that you shared? You were laughing. This was good. That that had been. There was something good going on here. I was just there was 
totally. Right. Or did they enjoy the, 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 the party and then just get critical and when they, when they walked off, you know, or something like that? Yeah, it's a great question. What else? What caught your attention? Yeah, David. I don't know who the sinners are. Uh-huh. And I don't know why they're separate from the past. Yeah. 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 But what do they do to become faithful? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. It sounds like an amazing scene, right? Like... Jesus has called Levi, um, and Levi was doing what? Levi was doing what he does. He was doing his job, um, doing his role. Yeah, Jordan. And Jesus says to Levi, follow me. And then Jesus follows Levi. That'll preach. Aaron, yeah. awesome yeah yeah it, it sounds like a wild scene um like um the one of the one of the things i want us to i want to that, that, that seems important to me in this is that levi is doing what he does levi is a tax collector he's collecting taxes um, and while he does what he does in his everyday life, um, Jesus comes to him and says, follow me. And it, when he responds, Jesus goes with him to his house, to his everyday. Um, and as we think about this series, all fall, I really want us to go back again and again that Discipleship is our everyday um, yes to God. It is, it is what we do every day. Um, oftentimes mundane, oftentimes routine, oftentimes caught up in things that we can see how it misses the mark, like Levi's work. Um, and it's in that every day that Jesus comes and Jesus goes with Levi back to his 
his every day. Um, our family's every day right now is so full. Um, like all the emotions are just right on the, right on the surface because it's full not just with busyness but with, with story and, and, and family and, and all of those things. Um, and so this was a really good word for me this week. That Josh, discipleship begins where you're at in your everyday. It's not, it's not a, a superhero add-on. It's not a holier-than-thou initiative. It's not a, um, some dream that you feel like you should be living out. Um, it may be that at points. It may get to those things sometimes. But it begins when we're doing the most mundane and everyday things that we, we find ourselves doing. Even when we think that what we're doing might even be missing the mark. We might even be sinners. Um, amen? Amen. That's an amen for me. Um, there's a couple other story of passages um, that, that highlight this. In Matthew, at the end of Matthew, this is an eating story, but Jesus is with his disciples, and he tells them, um, I received all authority in heaven and on earth. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. Look, I myself will be with you every day until the end of this present age. Um, go, and I will go with you. Levi, follow me. Let's go to your house. Um, God, God moves with us in our everyday and in an Acts, I'm not going to read this whole thing, but, but in the bottom, this is the uh, description of the kind of post-Pentecost Christian community. And we'll be looking at this story some in this series. But it says, every day they met together in the temple, ate, their, ate in their homes, shared food with gladness and simplicity, praised God, and demonstrated God's goodness to everyone. And the Lord added daily to the community those who were being saved. There's this every, everydayness. And I don't read that as a, you better be on top of things every day. I read that as a, God enters into our, our everyday realities. Um, the story goes on, uh, and it, says, it reads like this. Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. So we're going from this party with tax collectors and sinners and many others who found their way there, um, and these grumbling Pharisees and scribes. And John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, and people came and said to him, Why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus said to them, The wedding guests cannot fast while the bridegroom is with them. Can they? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast on that day. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old cloak, otherwise the patch pulls away from it, the new from the old, and a worse tear is made. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, otherwise the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is lost, and so are the skins. But one puts new wine into fresh wineskins. Levi is this, this tax collector. Um, he's never mentioned as an apostle. He is not named in Matthew's gospel. Um, in fact, Matthew puts his name in there. 
uh, instead of Levi. Um, he, it's not a Roman name. And so it, it kind of makes you wonder, what, what's this name about? And the word Levi means to join. That's what it means. Um, and I think about that story as, and, and think about someone whose name is Join. Um, someone who heard Jesus' call to follow and joined. Um, and when Jesus said, all right, let's go to your house then, um, there's all these strange people um, who at Levi's house, um, he joins. Um, people you wouldn't expect um, to be around and hanging around, a religious leader. Um, and I think, I think about those tables we're talking about. Um, what does it mean for us at these different places? Tables where it's clearly God's table. Tables where we are hosting, um, guiding conversations. Maybe it's in your work where you're, you're, you're teaching or you're caring. Um, you're clearly hosting. What does it mean to join God in, in that work, that everyday work that's right in front of you? Um, and then at those tables of our neighbors where we're invited to be a guest, um, where we don't need to be in control, we don't need to have the last word, we are invited to, to receive from another and yet proclaim God's presence is here. We can, we can join. Um, we can join with God. Um, the other thing about Levi, and some scholars want to suggest that he actually, this name connects with the Levites from the Old Testament, who were these priest, priest figures who collected taxes from the other tribes so that the cult of Yahweh, the, the religious system, could be maintained. Um, and so, because then we jump into this question about fasting and versus partying, right? And, and this new wine and these wineskins. Um, and there's this sense that Jesus is proclaiming there's this new thing happening that the old way of Yahweh, the old cult religious system of Yahweh, it can't hold. Um, this Levitic priest figure, Levi, the one who joins the system that he represents and that these grumbling Pharisees represent, um, they're not big enough, they're not wide enough to hold the newness that is coming in Jesus Christ. Um, and so there's this character, Levi, who's doing what he does, but yet as he decides to follow Jesus, he joins with people that would not have been joined otherwise. He joins with people around table um, who miss the mark. And that's okay because the current system of religion, it's not big enough to hold all the newness that God is doing. And so to be one who misses the mark may actually be, mean that you are one who is on the very cutting edge of what God is doing and the newness that God is bringing about. Um, and so a second, a second thing about discipleship is it's every day and it's, and it's this yes, this unafraid 
yes, or maybe I should say not unafraid, but a courageous yes. Um, Levi's saying, yes, I'll join you. Yes, I'll hang out with these people who missed the mark, if that's what you think we should do. Yes, I'll keep doing what I'm doing, even though it doesn't make sense half the time. Um, this is my everyday. These are the people in my life. God, I'm going to say yes to your presence at these tables. Um, the last thing I want to highlight, and then, um, and then we'll, we're going to need to be done, is I love, I love this, this passage, this story, because it holds, and the reason I wanted to start with it um, in this series is because it holds this, this movement um, that we have talked about a number of times uh, throughout the years. That I think we, um, as, as people who follow Jesus and who gather at this table, God's table, as recipients, we are invited into this dance, this movement. We had some dancing going on this morning, which was, which was so fun. Um, in this story... Clearly, and I'm going to get a little bit theological, but I want, I want you to think about this, this movement, this dance that we're invited into. In this story, God has sent Jesus. Right? And Jesus has come to the world. The sinners, the tax collectors, the people who missed the mark, people like all of us, um, and beyond. And Jesus has come to the world in the Spirit so that God can gather the world, the people that missed the mark, you and I in our everyday, um, can gather us through Jesus in the Spirit back to God. What, what does this passage say about God? It says... God, no matter what your everyday looks like, no matter what different ways you feel like you're missing the mark, whether it's not you're, hitting, you're not hitting aspirations you thought, or maybe you're, you're, you're off on an adventure you never dreamed you would have been, maybe, maybe you're just struggling day to day just to get by. This passage tells us God has come us. That discipleship begins and it doesn't really even start until we recognize God has come to us to gather us um, into this movement, into this dance through Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, and when we come to this table every week, that's that's the movement we want to invite you into. Um, this movement that God has come to us and gathers us in the Spirit together to God's very presence. Um, to eat and drink, to be sustained. Gathers sinners and tax collectors, grumbling Pharisees and scribes all at one place. To sustain us, to do the new thing that God is doing. And discipleship really begins with us welcoming that. 
Like, God, I, I know there's more I could do. God, there's, I know there's less I should have done. Um, God, I don't even know what I think about you. Um, whatever your, 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 your story is, discipleship begins in allowing that place to be gathered into God's presence. Um, to be gathered into the loving arms of a God who sends one, Jesus, who will socialize and spend time with those who miss the mark. And then discipleship continues when we are fed and nourished here and then sent. We, like Jesus, we are sent through Jesus to the world to gather, um, to gather others to bring back um, to this table. Um, and we do that in the different tables that we occupy. We do that when we're at a neighbor's table. And we're just guests. And we remember God's presence is here. We're open to what God wants to do here. We do that when we host our own tables. When we have one another over. When we have neighbors over. When we're, when we're at work and we're creating the atmosphere. Um, we host and we recognize God is here. There may be those that God wants to gather. Um, and we certainly do that when we're at God's tables, whether it's this one or in prayer or in worship or wherever um, in nature. Um, those tables where we just receive from God's goodness and God's presence. So this table, this is about being invited into this dance that is going. And we do it here so that we have eyes to see it in every place that we go. And, and I think what I want to say today, and, 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 and Kerr, you can come up and we can sing after this. As we start a series on discipleship, and as we sing right now, and when the kids come back and we begin to come to this table, I want to invite us to remember that discipleship begins with God moving to us. God gathering us. And would you let yourself, all that you are, and, and everything you got going on right now, would you let yourself be gathered by God this morning as we journey in discipleship um, together?